Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Well, hello again, beautiful, amazing listeners and viewers. I am so excited. I have a professional encourager to talk with you today. And for me to have spent time with her just these few minutes, I'm already smiling from ear to ear. Her name is Rochelle Reed. Uh, like I said, she is a professional encourager. She is a cancer survivor. She has gotten through so much trauma in her life, which many people would have been overwhelmed by. And I'm sure there's instances in your life where you have felt overwhelmed as well. Rochelle is here today to help you take control of your future and empower yourself. So before I let Michelle just start talking with you, I wanted to let you know her website is sinkandrise.com and that is S-Y-N-C and rise.com and you can find her at the same address, Sink and Rise, at Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Welcome to the show, Rochelle Reed. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, your enthusiasm is just so amazing. I love your spirit. And one of the things that you specialize in is manifesting and helping people to manifest things in their own life. And um, I'm thinking that it's this vibration of joy that you exude, which really helps in that. But I'm going to let you tell your story. Yes, I just found out about meditating not too long ago. I was diagnosed with late-stage cancer, and someone gave me a book from Louise Hay. So I got in with the Hay House. Yes, and I'm still on her Facebook feeds, even though she's passed, she still has all this that keeps coming forth, just from the Hay House, people manifesting things in their life, bringing forth healing in their life, and I feel like I helped manifest healing in my life, when everyone said I was going to die, everyone said to give up, I realized there's another option, you can choose to move forward in joy and love and health and not worry about the small stuff. And I feel like at the time, I didn't realize how long this would be. I only had a few weeks to live. And I said, so this day I'm gonna be healthy. This day I'm gonna be happy. This day I'm gonna manifest what I want in my life today. And I wasn't gonna worry about my death day that was coming up. So I was just like, changed it. And before I realized it, those dates came and went. And it's been five years I've been in recovery. I got my hair back. <laughs> and beautiful hair it is. I love these stories, you know, where we have a choice accepting and saying, okay, the doctor says I have two months, four months, six months. So I might as well just lay down and, and get myself ready to die. Or we have a choice of, of standing up and saying, what can I do? What can I do to, at the very least, make this journey more pleasant, more bearable, more joyful, easier on me, easier on my family. Do you remember the thought process? The thought process I went through was mainly joy. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to laugh. So the first mm -hmm. thing that I found out the easiest way was mm -hmm. just to get Netflix and chill. Literally, mm -hmm. I went on, you could program in the kind of content you want to watch. I put in comedy and I just watched, you know, all the Mel Brooks, uh, you know, Princess Bride, 
any of the classics that I just love. I would just watch film after film and just laugh. If all I could do is lay in bed, I have no strength to even get out of bed. I'm going to lay in bed and laugh and have a good day. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And really, you know, that, that course of 24 hours can be spent one way or the other. And that must have felt so great. So as time went on and you realized, hey, I'm still here. I might as well get out of bed and get moving and move on with life. When, I guess, did you realize that you really have this gift as a professional encourager? Well, the next thing that's happened, what you just said brought to mind a story. When it came time for me to get up out of bed, I couldn't. I couldn't walk. They had filleted me. I have like a 33-inch incision where they just opened me up, cut everything out. I had like over 126 pounds of a tumor and ascites fluid. I mean, they cut out everything from me. And what happened was is they cut nerve endings from my spine. I can no longer walk. And I was shocked. They were just saying, this is not something you can recover from. You'll never be able to walk again. And then I was, I'm not going to hear that. So I called up a friend of mine, who, a dear friend who I call, my brother Oz, and I said, they're saying I can't walk. I, can, I can't feel my feet. I had, you know, neuropathy on my hands and my feet from the chemo. And he looked it up, and we looked it up through Hay House. We looked it up through this system called Emotion Code. And he said, this, usually time when you don't have feeling in your feet or you have weakness in your lower half of your body because you don't feel supported. And he goes, do you not feel loved and supported? He goes, because I'm here loving and supporting you. And so we did an exercise where I wrote down everyone who loved and supported me. I don't care if it was my second grade teacher, you know, Buddha, Jesus. It could be somebody uh, like Yoda. It could be a fictional character. If you felt like they encouraged you in your life, all, any, any point in time in your life, write it down. And you just suddenly you'll have a list of hundreds of people who love and support you. And he said, now stand up. And I stood right up. And I was able to walk. I had strength in my legs. I brought feeling back in my hands and my feet. When they said this was irreversible, hey, those neurons started firing and I got all that healing back in my nervous system. And I was able to walk. I, and then I walked even more. I got on the treadmill and I lost 300 pounds. I kept walking, walking, walking. <laughs> and I brought continue to bring health and healing in my body because when I stand up in the morning, the first thing I think of is all the people who love and support me, A, including me, two, including you. And you got to think about everyone in your life who love and support you because that brings you strength, healing, and education for your day. Oh, my goodness. That's the wisest thing I think I've heard in a long time. And it's unique. You know, I've for a long time practiced waking up in the morning and thinking about what I'm thankful for. But to do something as specific as saying, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm when my feet hit the floor, thinking of all the people who love and support me. You must yeah, that brings you your foundation. Joy. That's your foundation. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And I'm so thankful that Louise Hay and her book, You Can Heal Your Life, has really helped you as well as the other Hay House authors in knowing that you can change your life, right? That our thoughts really do make a big difference on what how we think is kind of what we get. Right? Now what yes, about? your your thoughts in your mind will always manifest your life. That always will be. 
So what about those people? And you know, I'm 100% with you as the Helios Life Trainer for Canada, right? This is this is what I teach. This is what I do. This is what I live 24-7, right? What about those times when people, you know, whether it's a divorce, whether it's cancer, whatever it might be, and they say, I feel like I'm doing everything right. Why am I not getting the results that I want? I could go on for a while on this. I'll try to narrow it down. First things first. One thing that is usually a huge hiccup in my life, and I don't know if anybody else has this, is just having expectations, just unfounded expectations. Like, oh, I have a husband. I expect him to love and support me. That's an unfounded expectation. You have to release yourself from expectations. You know, if you have a family member, a mother or father or somebody or a loved one, and you just assume, well, they're my family, they better love and support me. And when they don't, it's just such a tragedy. You're just like, what happened? Well, that was your expectation. Sometimes people have a... This is what I learned from Oprah, too, is just that she has a 10-gallon heart. You know, she has a heart to feed the world. That's what Oprah had. And her mom had just like a, a one-liter type of capacity. So what she felt was not receiving love from her mom. Her mom was giving her all the love she thought she could have, but Oprah wasn't feeling it. So Oprah even had issues with her mom, and she had to come to terms with her 10-gallon heart had to be filled with the universe, had to be filled with her love, had to be filled with the love of other people around her. You can't always expect everything to come from that individual. You know, you can't expect all your health to always be there. Sometimes you, we do have, we live in a physical world. You're going to have a broken leg. You're going to get sick and your spouse or mate or family member, they're also going to have times in their life where they can no longer have the source or the energy in their life to give to anybody else. And what I call that is like emotional vomiting. Sometimes they just emotionally vomit on you and, and you're just like, and they oh. Feel they feel better. Absolutely. They feel better. You may not feel better, but you just got to imagine them. One of the mental exercises I teach is just think of them just like a baby. If you were just imagine yourself outside of the circumstance, outside of these people, and just imagine yourself as a teenage girl, you're going over to babysit for somebody's family, you know? Mm-hmm. And you got their kid for the next hour or two. And you have this little baby, you're rocking it, and it spits up on you. Are you going to beat the baby? No, you get arrested, right? <laughs> Are you going to beat yourself? Uh, that's insane. You know, you go to an insane asylum. But for some reason, we think it's different with other people, and it's no different. But if a baby spits up on you, quick, change your shirt, wash off the baby. You don't take it personal. It's like it's something that happens. Just know that the only reason is that baby got sick. Maybe the baby doesn't even know why it got sick. So you have to sometimes pull people down into that construct that they just got sick or they may not even know why they're acting out the way they're acting out, but you can't take it personal. You can't beat yourself up. Oh, I didn't see this coming. You can't beat up the baby. (laughs) That doesn't help. So what you do, you change your shirt, you change your mindset, you put that baby in the bassinet of the universe, you send it off with blessings, and you get on with loving yourself again. You get on with healing yourself and going into the direction of your life that you want. Create the mindset of this is the goal that I want in my life, and this is how I'm going to get there. These are huge, huge pieces of wisdom that you've shared. I'm going to go back a little bit to what you said you learned from Oprah Oprah about the 10-gallon hat right? Our 10 gallon heart. So how many times have we done this? I know I've been guilty. It's like, 
you know, it doesn't matter how much spiritual teaching we've had or how much time we've spent in meditation. We still will sometimes have that expectation that, well, today is Valentine's Day. It's your job to make me happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's your job to make me feel beautiful or just really giving it to someone else, giving away our power and not realizing I can feel beautiful. For example, using that when I look in the mirror, I can feel beautiful when I look outside and I see nature. I can feel beautiful when I go for a walk. I can feel beautiful when I, I get in my vehicle, like whatever it is, like it can come from all sorts of places. And when we have that expectation on somebody else being our everything, we will always be disappointed so thank you so much for sharing that and reminding the viewers and the listeners of that and whatever you manifest in that relationship is going to come to pass there's usually a little bit of a time delay when you manifest things so if you're constantly disappointed and telling them i'm disappointed this i'm disappointed that all you're going to do is manifest more disappointment (laughs) if you write down you can turn around a negative relationship you can it's possible people have done it And one of the best ways to do it is just start writing down all the things you love and appreciate about that person. So every time you see them, say, oh, I am so, you know, if they come home and work in a bad mood, you can either be like, oh, you're in a bad mood again. Or you can say, I love it that you went to work and you're supporting our family and our children. Like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, do you need a rest before, you know, bringing the kids or do you need, what do you need from me before dinner starts or for the next things start before homework starts like what do you need and then they're kind of like oh well thank you like mm-hmm. and then they feel appreciated and then they can say yeah I just need a moment to focus again because I had a really bad day so yeah if they need to go and to the bedroom and lock themselves in in the dark and rest for a while before you bring in all the kids and the home chores sometimes people just need that time to decompress from their day and continue And if you allow that with your spouse, just give each other just like those buffers of grace and compassion. Sometimes all it takes is just that little bit of communication, a little bit of gratitude, and that can go a long way in your relationship. Oh, absolutely. It certainly can. And I loved what you shared too about the child vomiting on the shirt, right? You know, when you explain it in those terms, it's pretty easy. You go clean it off, you you clean the baby, you move on, right? You don't talk about it for three months. Remember that time that you threw up on me? (laughs) That baby doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, you don't go to your girlfriend's house and be like, oh, babysitting this child and did it on me purposely. Yes, and just, you know, I could have waited until mom came home, but no, it did it on me. And you're like, okay, that's what happens to babies. They just, that's what happens. What I hear you saying is no matter what the situation is, we can choose to not take it personally. We can choose to rise above it. We can choose to release the emotional vomiting that other people may place on us. And, you know, that's really a sign of maturity and spiritual maturity when we can do that. And a way we can do that is if we've already done the work where we have released previously trapped emotions. And I know that you like to talk about releasing trapped emotions because so many of us have trapped all of us, all of us, not so many of us, all of us have trapped emotions that come up from time to time that we need to release. Do you have a favorite tool for releasing trapped emotions? The one method I learned is through emotion code. However, anyone could do it. What I choose to do is muscle testing. So if you ever did muscle testing on yourself, some people do it with their arm. You know, if you think it's something positive or true, you become stronger just in your physicality. And if you think on something negative or you think of something untrue, you become naturally weak. 
But also you can just use your own intuition. Like if you have something that is clinging on to you, sometimes I could just be talking to somebody and they'll say those words like, oh, I was so disgusted that he, oh, so it's the disgust that is still trapped in you. And sometimes even love, like some people have negative love attractions to people who are very hurtful to them. And they're just like, but I still love them. That's still a trapped emotion that you can release because it's not... It's not true love. It's not true affection because you know they're going to continue to hurt you. They've done it before and they know they're in this negative cycle. And they're like, but I still love him. I still think he can be the one. No, release yourself from that. And all it takes is honestly just thinking about it being gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the, another mental exercise I tell people is like, imagine you're playing a guitar and you're on the fret and you're just like playing, playing, there's all the wrong notes. And you just move the fret up and down and your fingers are sore and you're pressing even harder. You're like, I'll just get it. I'll get it. And it's just a bad tune every single time. Well, one way you can have peace is simply open your hands, let Mm -hmm. it go. Mm -hmm. And suddenly those peace. You don't have to find the right fret. You don't have to find a way for it to work. You don't have to fix it. Yes. You don't have to fix it. You can just let it go. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. I'm currently reading a book by Denise Lynn called Energy Strands. And she talks about this a little bit. And I like what you mentioned about love, because we can have very healthy love relationships, whether it's with our spouse or with our friends or with our family. But there may be parts of that lovely relationship that we do need to release. And so she talks about that in the book, about letting go of those strands, those dark strands that connect us as well. Maybe it's somebody we're currently in love with or someone we were in love with in the past. Just because we love someone does not need does not mean we need to be impacted by every high and low they have. And so just remembering that, you know, that we can use the tools that Rochelle was just talking about as well to let go of those energy strands in love relationships, as well as relationships that are maybe past relationships and release those trapped emotions. So as the queen of manifesting, Michelle, I'm just going to ask you one last question here today. What has been the favorite thing that you have manifested so far, Rochelle? The most favorite thing is just my body, my health. Yes. This is something they said that would never, you know, is incurable. You know, they use that term a lot, you know. So even after I had this tumor removed, even before then, they said it had metastasized all the way up under my ribs. They said there's no reason to even do surgery because you're going to die on the table with us having removed that large quantity. And then after that, they said, well, even after remove it, you're not going to live through chemo because you're so far along, your body's going to shut down before you even finish doing chemo. I said, let's just keep going. Let's just do the treatment. Let's follow the plan. And after chemo, normally you go up and ring the bell. But instead of going up and ring the bell, a nurse came to me and said, we got your test results. You still only have a few more weeks to live because the chemo didn't take. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm just going to go home and do what I need to do. And even then, a year later, they're like, your, my organs started failing because it was, you know, again, chemo is very hard on your body. And they said, me, your organs are shutting down. You're not going to get any transplant because you're already labeled as terminally ill. And after you've gone through chemo, you can't receive. And I was like, an organ donation because my liver has started shutting down. They go, your liver cannot heal. I'm like, yes, it can. And they're like, well, we don't know of any. I was like, look, all you have to do is think about healing and it'll heal. So since, even since then, I've had breast cancer disappear. 
a liver failure disappeared. You know, all of these things that they label me has disappeared, 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 disappeared. And it all goes away because I'm focusing on other things. I'm focusing on living my life, having a healthy life and being successful and just simply being alive and healthy and happy. Michelle, you truly are a professional encourager. I am encouraged by each of your words. And I know that one message you wanted to share with the audience is to never underestimate your body's ability to heal. Certainly you haven't, and you have reaped the beautiful benefits and are now sharing them with the world. It is Rochelle Reed at sinkandrise.com. That's S-Y-N-C and rise.com. You can find her on Instagram, on Twitter and YouTube as well. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Michelle. We loved having you here. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here and I love Victoria. Listen to her. All these podcasts, subscribe, 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 because when you are with amazing people like her, amazing things will happen in your life too. Oh, Michelle, thank you. Likewise, my darling, likewise. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.